Hello, hello, friends. I hope you're well and um, you're all keeping safe. I just really wanted to introduce myself for this first um, episode. Many of you may not know me. Um, my name's Ella Mannix, and normally you'll hear from me as All About Fertility Expo. Um, and some of you listeners may know my story. But just for the sake of this introduction, I'll start from the very beginning um, and tell you a little bit about myself so you can understand why I'm setting up this podcast. Um, because, you know, it is the sign of the times at the moment. And with this COVID-19, um, we're having to change strategies in order to stay connected to um, to everyone. So I started all about Fertility Expo in late 2018. I was still on mat leave and I had my first expo in August 2019, which was phenomenal. Um, it was amazing to see the fertility industry get together under one roof and give advice to um, the beautiful people trying to conceive in all areas. I'm talking from natural through to surrogacy, using a donor uh, program um, through to you know, using IVF together, because typically you'll see exhibitions and conferences and symposiums um, around that surround fertility. Um, they're normally reserved for clinicians or medical practitioners, um, people who are in within the industry. And it's really quite technical. I used to work for a private hospital in Melbourne and was involved with uh, a few of them. So when I decided to put this expo together, one of the areas that I wanted to concentrate on was education and up-to-date information that will help people decide on their next steps in their fertility journey. So it will be bite-sized information um, that was easy to digest and um, easy for people to understand instead of the technical jargon that clinicians would um, generally talk amongst themselves. How did I come up with this idea? Why fertility? Um, and the long and short of it is because of my own experience and my own fertility journey. But before I get into that, I just want to tell you about, you know, my backstory. Um, so before I got into exhibitions, I was in HR um, within the talent acquisition department. Um, I worked both in-house and agency and, you know, I loved recruiting. I loved my job. I enjoyed helping the candidates find their niche. Um, I love uh, giving that opportunity to that student who just graduated and you know help them start their career um I really wanted people to achieve their career goals and you know it was when you help someone find their perfect and dream job you're actually changing their life and I, I'm a part of all of that so yeah that's why I loved it um because you know you you go on this journey with them and it was such a buzz especially when you tell them you've got the job. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was that feel good factor. That's what I, I loved about it. Um, and you know, people, I, I, I generally love, um, being around people and anybody in HR or especially within talent acquisition, they know that at times it is, um, a 12 hour job and you tend not to shut off. Um, and that could be with most careers, to be honest. But one thing I noticed was I was in my late 30s and I looked up from my desk and I um, wasn't dating anybody and um, I wasn't in a relationship and I wanted a family. So I had to start thinking about things like that. So what does, you know, any 
30-year-old-plus uh, lady do. Yes, I took to online and I started dating online. Um, but I'm happy to say that within a week, I met my now husband, which was fantastic. And it was love. Um, and we're really similar, yet very different. And we had different upbringing. We are from different countries, um, so different nationalities. But we both had the same family values and we wanted a family um, sooner rather than later. And so our love story began um, and it didn't come without any bumps in the road. Um, My husband was very honest with me right from the beginning of our relationship and we discussed his illness that he had um, when he turned 30. He had cancer and the treatment that he had was very aggressive And while it left him weak and broken and he came away from it with his life, the treatment left him unable to have children. I thought it was incredibly brave of him to tell me straight up because having kids was top of my priority. And in my mind's eyes, I wanted at least two. And that image was fading um, until, you know, he opened my eyes to donor program. And, you know, I made my peace with it. However, I do remember having mixed emotions about it because at first I was, you know, unsure. I was frightened. I was sad that I wasn't able to have children with my husband. Um, And, you know, but I always think there's a silver lining behind everything. And I'm incredibly grateful for the donor program and these people who selflessly provide their sperm or eggs um, to someone who, who, who wants a family. The world of fertility then opened up to me as I researched the heck out of everything, Um, not just a donor program, but, you know, I looked at if there were ways of retrieving sperm and I looked into male infertility. I looked into quite a few areas, uh, especially around my health, because um, I was quite deficient in all vitamins. And so I had to look at ways of improving that and optimizing my health. Um, so I went about um, a whole year planning my um, my IVF treatment. I remember feeling excited, optimistic, and no one was going to break my spirit about my age, not even my facility specialist. I was 40 going into IVF and I just remember thinking, I'm not going to put a face to those statistics. I'm going to take it, yes, as face value, but I'm going to trust my body, which is what I did. You know, and it worked for me um, first time round and we were successful. And I have a beautiful two year old who's just amazing and we love her to bits. You know, so I had all of this information and I wondered what I should do with it because a year worth of research is quite a bit. And um, while I was on Facebook forums, you're only allowed to say so much. And I really wanted to connect with women Um So while I was in England visiting family and introducing my daughter to everyone, I noticed that in England they had a fertility show and I immediately knew that that was what I was going to do when I got back to Australia. There's so much information out there, Um, some great information, not not so great. And, you know, to have this exhibition that is under one roof with all the information that um, you're able to access, um, I can only say that is valuable. I wish I had something like that when I um, was seeking out the information because sometimes it is trial and error and you do speak 
spend time talking to people. So to bring this exhibition so everybody can, um, you know, utilize the resources and tools that um, the vendors are are providing, you know, that, that that is just valuable, I think. If you're trying to conceive, fertility treatment can be expensive, even if you're trying naturally, but you're still using acupuncturists, Chinese herbs, supplements, let alone if you're using IVF alongside it, or you're going down a surrogacy route, or you're seeing consultant after consultant. I know I didn't just settle on the first... Um, clinic that my GP told me about I ran quite a few and spoke to a few consultants um, and went to you know information evenings and um, this was all important to me because it was about who was going to be the right fit for myself you know this person was going to be the best my best friend effectively because I wanted them to get me pregnant so um, I wasn't going to leave that up to chance and um, yeah I had to investigate everything myself Look, it could, maybe that's not for everybody, and I'm not saying that everybody should, but if I can get everybody under one roof, so then you can decide for yourself, that is valuable. And with COVID-19, as we see ourselves in today, where, um, you know, the government has said that indoor exhibitions and indoor events are banned yeah so all of that fertility expo has now been postponed but it means that I get to do these cool things by um, thinking out of the box and launching this podcast and bringing um, the exhibition to you on your couch so um, I think it's a win-win because um, you could still hear from, you know, the people who would be exhibiting, but also it's about bringing real people's stories to you, the good as well as the ugly, because, you know, let's face it, it's real life and we're doing this together. And I wanted to show people that you're not going through this alone. There are people there to support you. And if I can bring that information to you, in the comforts of your own home, then I hope I'm doing a great job. I'm excited. I hope you're excited about this podcast because I'm hoping it's going to be different. It's going to be colourful, free, unfiltered at times. Don't be shy to connect and watch out for the next episode, which is next week, Sunday. Um, in the meantime, keep safe and I'll speak to you soon.